What up, party people? It's your boy, Antonio Padilla, flying solo today. This is, of course, Nerds of the Roundtable. Uh, Cliff's not here. He had, a, uh, he had a thing. I'll let him explain it more in detail when he returns. But, uh, yeah, so it's just going to be me today. Uh, we got some news. Got a lot of news to bring to you today, so uh, let's not waste any time and get into it. Um, today, we're going to start with a story that is a bit sad especially for me, but uh, comic book writer Danny O'Neill passed away at age 81. Um, this was reported on, so it, was, it would have been Friday, June 12th, 2020. Uh, Danny O'Neill, obviously, like I said, one he, my favorite Batman writer, he, along with Neil Adams, who was a comic book artist, in the 70s, they were the team that uh, are most notably responsible for bringing Batman back to his darker and gritty roots after sort of the character became more jokey and campy after the success of the Adam West Batman TV series. So Denny uh, O'Neill is the man who is responsible for bringing Batman back to sort of being the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight detective. And... Uh, you know, uh, he also, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams created my favorite Batman villain, Ra's al Ghul, and so, you know, obviously he's someone whose work has meant a lot to me personally, so it is, it, it's sad that, to, that he has passed away, um, it, it looks like it was, uh, you know, natural causes that he passed away from, so, you know, it's not like he had any uh, complications. It's not like, you know, there was anything super tragic, although the loss of life is a tragedy. But he will be missed. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Denny. So, yeah, with that um, out of the way, like I said, it, it, it's sad. One of my favorite writers. Um, but, yeah, I felt like I should say something about it. So, there it is. Denny O'Neill, we love you. You will be missed. Now, let's get on to it. We got some trailers, uh, and we finally got the two trailers that I've been waiting for for a long time. I think we mentioned it here on the show multiple times. Uh, we finally got the Doom Patrol Season 2 trailer and the first trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music, which uh, I think we even said it on the show previously, like, you know, hey, the, the, those are both still coming out, like, soon. Doom Patrol's coming out on June 25th. We still haven't gotten a trailer. And then here, here's the trailer. And then Bill and Ted, um, still scheduled to be released in August, although the trailer just says 2020, so we'll see. But, yeah, I was wondering when we were going to see a trailer, and here it is. They both came out this week. I believe we got them, like, cons on consecutive days. The Bill and Ted trailer dropped, I believe, on Tuesday. Doom Patrol dropped on Wednesday, and yeah, I'm super excited for both of these. Obviously, Cliff and I have spoken multiple times on this show about how great Doom Patrol is, how much we love it, how much we've been missing it since season one ended, and we're both very, very much looking forward to season two. Season two gave us a lot of really cool... I mean, the trailer for season two has given us some really cool stuff already. We get to see uh, the Chief's daughter, Dorothy, in live action, in motion in this trailer, and yeah, I'm really excited, and we get to, we got some glimpses into what the actual conflict of the season is involving Dorothy, and it's very interesting, very interesting, I'm very intrigued, and then of course just seeing all of our favorite characters again is in and of itself a treat, 
yeah, so I'm very excited. Cannot wait. Again, that debuts on June 25th of this year. That means this month. <laughs> it will be available on HBO Max and on the DC Universe. So if you have either of those, or if you have both of them, you can watch it. It's a good time. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait. And Cliff and I will indeed be doing our reviews of that show once it comes back, just like we do with all of the DC Universe shows, because they are worth talking about. So check them out if you haven't already. Uh, the trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. I really loved this trailer for a lot of reasons. Number one, it was great to see Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter back together again. Um, it was great to see those characters come to life again. And also the subversion of expectation about where they are in life right now is great. But also I just love the um, the trailer as a trailer. Like it functioned, it did, it did what it needed to do. It gave you just enough story, just enough plot, and it didn't give you any more than you needed. Right? It make it made you laugh. It gave you all the nostalgia, but the, it didn't give away any major plot points. It didn't give you any major story beats. And yeah, I thought it was great. And also, it's just great that Keanu Reeves can get right back into Ted, you know, almost 30 years later. Uh, Alex Winter, too, because Alex Winter, I don't know if you guys know this, but he's sort of become a, a director. Like, I don't I don't think he's been doing much acting uh, in the, the, the 30 years since Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I mean, I'm sure he's popped up here and there every, every once in a while, but he's, he's a director now. Mostly he does documentaries, and he's very good at it. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, I've seen some of his work. Pretty good stuff. Check it out if you haven't. But um, yeah, so it's just great to see them back together. It's great to see these characters. It was really great to see Death, even though we only saw him briefly in the trailer, and that made me excited. So that's cool. Um yeah, so I, I really loved this trailer. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it did what it needed to do. It got everybody excited. It, Yeah, thumbs up over here. Can't wait to see it. Hopefully we get to see it soon. Like I said, it is currently still scheduled for a release in August, although the trailer only said 2020, so we will see. We'll see if any of that <laughs> sticks uh, and that actually segues perfectly into the next story, ladies and gentlemen, because, unfortunately, just more bad news. So, on this show previously, we have talked about how the only film on the release schedule that has not moved was Christopher Nolan's Tenet. And this week came the news that Tenet will indeed be postponed. Uh, originally scheduled for release on July 17th, it will now drop on July 31st. Now that's not a lot, it's only two weeks, so that's fine. Um, but again, it's like, you're still releasing the same month, you just move back two weeks, so I don't know. I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know if it's worth moving the release date two weeks. Two weeks? That's, I don't know. That's confusing. Um, but I mean, you know, it happened. It did delay its release. Still looking forward to it. I'm probably still gonna attempt to uh, check it out in theaters. Uh, probably have to put a hazmat suit on <laughs> like I've joked about many times on this uh, on this one joked about but like also pretty serious about it definitely want to check that out in theaters um, but also with that news came oh, even worse news that um, 
Wonder Woman 1984 has also been postponed yet again by two months. You'll remember the film was originally supposed to release on June 5th, which would have been the Friday previous from this most recent Friday. Um, so that is still frustrating for me, because we should have already seen this movie by now, and we haven't. It was then postponed to August 14th, which I was fine with. You know, I didn't... I wasn't too upset about that. But now, this week it was announced that the film has all has now once again been postponed to October 2nd. And I am now starting to wonder if we're actually going to get to see this movie this year at all. Because it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, everybody keeps saying, like, no, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. For sure, it's happening. Uh, but, I mean, I've only been reading social media posts from people involved with the movie. Like, Gal Gadot's social media post was the one that, to me, read of similar frustration. Even though she was like, hey, the movie's coming. Well... Because uh, it w it read like, it's finally happening, October... But, like, the way I read it, it read like she was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. So, I don't know. I don't know if she even believes the movie's actually gonna come out this year. Now, I'm not saying the movie's not gonna come out, but, like, at this point, it looks like they may as well just postpone it until 2021. As much as I don't want that to happen, believe me, people, I want to see these movies right away. Um, like I said, we should have seen this movie a week ago already. Uh, and that's really frustrating for me, <laughs> especially since I have all the merch. I bought all the merchandise already, and it's like, no movie. Like, come on. You can postpone the release date for the movie, but you can't keep the merch from hitting shelves? Like, what's that all about? I don't know. I don't understand how that works, but I've got all the merchandise. I'm looking at some of it right now. Um, it's not that far from where I'm set up recording this, but... Ah, yeah disappointing disappointing but again it's it, you know i understand you got to keep people safe and like movie theaters aren't even open right now or most of them aren't so it's cool but uh yeah super frustrating but that is the update tenant has been delayed by two weeks uh wonder woman got delayed by another two months yeah uh let us know what you guys think uh let us know are you disappointed like i am probably <laughs> But, you know, there's nothing we can do about it, so that is fine. Alright, so let's get to what is arguably the biggest news of this week. Maybe the whole month. Uh, we got the PlayStation 5 reveal, along with a bunch of uh, uh, footage for video games that are, I believe these are all launch titles. I could be, I could be in... Uh, you know, I could be wrong about that, but I know some most of these are going to be launch titles. Uh, but yeah, we got we got our first look at the PlayStation Five, and I really dig this design. I know like people have been making memes about it. And what, some of them are really funny, uh, and I, I I get it. Like it's like yeah, that one's not wrong, but I really dig the design on this thing. Like I like I like that Sony took some. They made some bold choices and you cannot argue that the design is distinct and unique unlike that terrible xbox series whatever they're calling it that looks like microsoft literally just shit out a brick and said hey there's the new console it's boring 
it's cumbersome, blocky, and ugly. The PlayStation 5, for whatever you want to say about it, 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 they at least took some bold swings on their design there and came up with something that looks unique, in my opinion. I like it. I think it's really cool. I like that they went with white. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, I hope they release a black one. And I'm sure they will. You know, Sony has been known to release multiple versions of their consoles in different colors and different schemes. So I'm sure there will be a black one eventually, but I like the white one. I really do. I like it. I think it looks cool. Along with like the white controller and all the other peripherals and accessories. I think it looks cool. Really, really awesome. I like it. Looks really clean. Um, and also with that, they're, they're going to be releasing two different versions of the console. One with the disk drive, one without. Uh, the one without the disk drive, you know, obviously is for people like Swag, who is mostly a, a digital... Uh, consumer now. He just downloads, he buys all his games from PlayStation Store and downloads them onto his hard drive. He rarely ever buys a physical disc. So I think that one's more for him. Uh, the disc drive version is more for someone like me who is very much uh, a physical media type guy. You know, like I, I still buy all my games on disc. I still watch movies on Blu-ray. Um, and this uh, PlayStation 5 is going to be 4K uh, Blu-ray uh, it will be compatible with that as well, so that's going to be cool. So yeah, I really, I really dig it. I like what they're doing. Um, the uh, the disc drive free version will also be cheaper, so that's that's something for people out there to consider. No official price has been revealed, although there's been speculation out there on online that um, the version with the disc drive will be 4.99 at launch, and the one without the disc drive will be 4.49. At long. Again, this is speculation. This is not official. I don't know. I'm not saying these are the actual prices. That's just what I've heard. Uh, we'll have to wait and see until there's an official um, announcement on the price, but that's just what I've heard. Um, but I don't think that's bad. I've heard people say, like, oh, that's, a, that's expensive. It's like, that's about as much as consoles cost at launch all the time. I don't know why you guys are surprised by that. Again, if those are the correct prices. But yeah, so no, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I don't think that's expensive at all. Like I said, that's how much I played for my, I paid for my PlayStation 4, and I believe my PlayStation 3. So, yeah, not surprising at all. Not to me, anyways. Um, I'm gonna go over some of these specs here for the PlayStation 5, uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> like this all means nothing to me. But these are the specs for it. Uh. Apparently the PlayStation 5 has an AMD Zen 2 based CPU with 8 cores at 3.5 GHz. Again, have no idea what that means. Uh, 16 GB of GDDR6 memory and a custom RDNA 2 AMD GPU that puts out 10.28 teraflops of processing power. Again, I have no idea what any of that means, but I'm just reporting on what's here. So, if that means anything to you guys, hey, good for you. You understand what it means, but I honestly don't, <laughs> and I don't really care. I mean, I'm probably just, I'm going to buy the console anyways. I'm a Sony guy. I've been a, Sony, a PlayStation person since PlayStation 1. I've owned PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita. Uh, I'm loyal. I've never owned an Xbox, never will. So, that's just where I stand. If you're an Xbox person, great, that's great. Like I said, Cliff is, he loves Xbox. That's cool, totally cool. But I'm just saying, I'm a PlayStation guy, so here we are. 
Uh, like I said, we also got some, we got to see some footage from games that are going to be launching on PlayStation 5. Uh, the one that surprised me most, uh, aside from the biggest one, which I'm going to get to, don't worry, but um, the new Ratchet and, Cr Ratchet and Crank, Ratchet and Clank? Ratchet and Clank video game. I've never played one of those games ever before, but I saw this one and I thought, oh wow, I am definitely intrigued because this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, go check out that footage. It looks amazing. I cannot wait to get my hands on that game. That's going to be fun. Um, and of course, there's a bunch of other ones that I, you know, didn't really do anything for me again because they're mostly for franchises that I don't really care about. Gran Turismo, A New uh, Zero Dawn... And again, if you're into those, that's cool. Totally cool. It's just not for me. Um, and then uh, Grand Theft Auto V is coming to PlayStation 5. A nearly 10-year-old game is getting remastered and ported to a next-gen console. Again, I don't understand it, but at the same time, it's like, sure, why not? Uh, I feel like we're only a couple days, if not weeks, away from them announcing Skyrim is also coming to PlayStation 5 because <laughs> that would not surprise me at all. But yeah, so that's happening as well. Not for me, again, like I said. Uh, the one that I know made a lot of uh, waves in the nerd world was uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which, yeah, I'm totally on board. I, I think everybody who, who listens to this show knows that Myself and Swag were huge fans of the 2018 Spider-Man game that came out on PlayStation 4. Huge fans, huge fans. Amazing game, loved it. And when this trailer came out for Spider-Man Miles Morales, blew my mind. I am so excited, so hyped. I know Cliff is excited about it as well. So, yeah, we're all really looking forward to this game. Cannot wait. I do want to clear up some confusion on this game as well because after the trailer came out, people were like, uh, there were reports and con conflicting reports as to what the game actually is. Is it its own game? Is it a sequel? Is it just um, DLC for a remastered version of Spider-Man? It's a standalone game. Uh, Insomniac's, Insomniac Studio came out and said, after all the confusion, they're like, it's its own game. It's a standalone game. Any of that stuff about it being DLC or expansion is not true. So people out there who are still pushing that narrative, knock it off. Insomniac cleared that up. They said it's its own standalone game. Shut up. Move on. Now, yes, very excited for this game. Cannot wait to get my hands on it. Alright, so that's the PlayStation and game news this week. Um, let's keep moving. Let's get into the realm of TV. DC television, to be correct. This is where I think the majority of this episode is going to lie because there's a lot going on here in terms of television. We got Harley Quinn obviously on the DC Universe. I'm not going to go too deep into it because, you know, Cliff's not here, Swag's not here, so it's kind of hard to have a discussion on those episodes without them. Uh, needless to say, I've really enjoyed the last two episodes that we got. Uh, I did call it uh, Dr. Psycho and the Riddler teamed up, so I got that right. <laughs> and, um,. You know, uh, I really like, again, I just really love the humor on the show. I love the jokes. I love the, I love the joke that the more jacked the Riddler has gotten, the, the worse his riddles have gotten. Like they've just gotten really dumb and stupid because he's gotten more and more in shape. That's funny. That's really funny. I love that. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, 
bringing Darkseid back again, Michael Ironside as Darkseid was fantastic in this week's episode. I loved it so much. Again, they play Darkseid like he's Darkseid, but they still manage to get laughs out of it, and I love that so much. I love it. So many great jokes there. <laughs> Especially when he was talking to Dr. Psycho. That was fantastic. I love it. There's the moment where Psycho is explained, like, he's giving his origin story uh, for why he is the way he is, and he's like, and all those people died, and that's when I decided to start hating women, and Darkseid's like, I don't think that tracks. <laughs> and I was like, that was fantastic. I love it. Love it so much. This show is so good. And also, spoiler alert for anyone who's not watching the show, although you should be watching it. It's amazing and fantastic. It's hilarious. I, I would have never thought that there would be a moment where Batman, the Joker, and Harley Quinn had to, like, team up to save the Justice League. So that was a pretty welcome surprise. I love it. I love it so much. The show is great. I love it. It's fantastic. If you're not watching it, go check it out. I'm giving these last two episodes together 10 out of 10. Shocking, I know. I always give the show 10 out of 10. But it, it's amazing. It's fantastic. I love it. If you're not watching it, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. And I know uh, I we haven't talked about it on this show yet, but uh, the show has begun to air on Sci-Fi Network. But I'm going to... When I start talking about Stargirl here, this all applies to Harley Quinn on Sci-Fi as well. But um, before I get to any of that, please, please, please watch the show on the DC Universe. Yes, it's another streaming app, and yes, it, it, but it's only $7.99 a month. You're not getting charged that much. Just go sign up for it and watch all this quality content like Harley Quinn or Stargirl or Doom Patrol or, or Swamp Thing or Titans, Young Justice... You can watch all the classics of, like, Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond. They have all of that. It's it's awesome. Go check it out. It's worth it. Especially in regards to what I'm about to say on St uh, about Stargirl. Um, but, whew, all right. <laughs> Please, go watch all this stuff on DC Universe. All right, I'm going to talk about Stargirl. Uh, I love Stargirl. The show is fantastic. It's amazing. I'm watching it on the DC Universe. Uh, the most recent episode, spoiler alert, the Wildcat episode, was probably my favorite episode so far. It was so good. Um, oh, and also, we didn't even talk about um, the previous episode on the show yet. Uh, Icicle, where we... Whew, all right, I... Okay, so I do have a lot to say about these last two episodes. Mo like, good stuff. So let me start with Icicle, which is episode three of the first season. So we finally get a proper introduction to who I'm assuming is our big bad for the season, Icicle, uh, Jordan McKent on, on the show. The character in the comic books was originally Yor McKent, but I think the name Yor is a bit too quote-unquote old country for a modern version, so they renamed him Jordan. Not upset, I get it. Uh, played by Neil Jackson, who is an actor who I... I did not recognize him when I saw him on this show, although there was something about him that I did recognize. Um, and he is an actor who I am familiar with. I've seen him in a lot of stuff prior to the show, and I always enjoy him on screen. I was saying this to Swag because he's also familiar with Neil Jackson. And I was like, dude, did you know who that was who was playing Icicle? And then when I told him who it was, he was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've mostly seen him play bad guys. And when he does, he always plays really intense bad guys. 
And I remember saying, if that's why they got him for Stargirl, like, yeah, I'm down, totally. And yes, <laughs> he does not disappoint. In his first, like, major episode, which is uh, episode three, of the again, he appears in the pilot, he appears in episode two, um, but he doesn't really get, like, a proper episode until episode three, which is titled Icicle, and woo. He, like, because I was watching the show, and they always talked about how Icicle was the leader of the Injustice Society, and I thought, really? The Ice guy? Like, you've got, like, a telepath and, like, a, a, a magician, the wizard, and you've got Solomon Grundy, a literal hulking zombie, but the Ice guy is the, is the leader of the team? I didn't get that until I watched this episode, and I was like, oh, that's why he's the leader. He's ruthless and, like terrifying like, he's willing to do things that none of these other villains are and i get it now and again neil jackson as an actor fantastic like he he does so much with the character and with the material that and and i'm not going to spoil it here because again i don't know i don't know if cliff has gotten into watching the show yet or not so i'm not going to spoil anything he does something in in this episode that really solidifies like he is a cold-hearted bastard no pun intended but he is and if there was any doubt of that <laughs> prior to prior to this episode there's no doubt about it after this episode um again no spoilers but yeah he does a really heinous uh villainous thing yeah and there's there's no redemption for for him <laughs> not after this so yeah, so good good job on that. I like that the villains on the show are villains. They're villains. Like they're they're not good people doing bad things. They are terrible people. And I like that. Um So yeah, yeah. That that was really cool. That episode was really good. It made me it did make me cry. I'm going to say that. Like what Icicle does is so horrifying and tragic that it did I did choke up watching the episode. Again, I'm not going to spoil it here, but yeah. Um, but the episode ends on a really great beat where I remember the first time I watched the episode, because I watched it multiple times uh, with certain people. But the first time I watched it, is when the episode ended, it ends on this really amazing great beat that I, I literally, like, applauded. It was that great. I was so excited for what was about to happen. And... The, this week's episode did not disappoint on that. It totally delivered. Alright, so let's talk about this week's episode. Um, it's called Wildcat. Spoiler alert. This is a mild spoiler because, you know, I just told you the title. So we get our new Wildcat. And it's, again, it, I knew this was who was going to be our new Wildcat. Because I'm familiar with the comic books and a certain name jumped out at me and I was like, hey, that person was Wildcat when I was reading comics as a kid. So I knew that's who it was. <laughs> Along with a lot of the other I know who a lot of these characters are going to be. Um, but that didn't... It, again, it's like, I know these things are going to happen, but if they pull them off correctly it will still get me excited and still make me, you know, swell up with, like, joy. And this episode did that, you know, so. Yeah, yeah I really loved this episode. I loved uh, Courtney as Stargirl working with our new Wildcat and 
just all the all the crazy stuff they got up to and like sort of them going on their first mission and it was awesome it was really cool um and then again this episode ends on a pretty a pretty great beat where another character saw the two of them and it's like uh oh what's gonna happen there although like i said spoiler i know what's gonna happen <laughs> but so yeah i can't wait for um the next episode which uh again mild spoiler the title is our man and dr midnight so obviously we're gonna get those two characters so yeah super excited cannot wait i love this show love it so much um yeah i think the show is still a 10 out of 10 for me i love it it's it's really good it's really family friendly so like i said i, I said it to cliff like if you're out there what if you have watched stuff like titans and doom patrol and swamp thing and believe me those shows are not family friendly this one is. There's no harsh language. There's no F-bombs drop being dropped. There's no, like, over-the-top gory violence in this show. It's very much a show you can watch with your children, uh, with your significant other and your children. You can watch it with, uh, you know, you can watch it with your parents, your grandparents, you know, whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a good family-oriented show full of hope and optimism. Um... Yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. It's so good. It's so good. But that brings me to what uh, I was hinting at earlier when I was talking about Harley Quinn airing on the Sci-Fi Channel. So Harley Quinn, also, not for kids. Do not watch that show with your kids. Yes, it's animated. Yes, it's Harley Quinn. But there's a, there are a lot of F-bombs in that show. A lot of gory violence and a lot of sexual content in that show. Not for kids. Um, but like I said, that show has begun airing on the sci-fi channel, and again, that's fine if you're watching it there, but what I'm about to say about Stargirl, apply this to Harley Quinn, okay? Because Stargirl, like I said, I'm watching all of these shows on the DC Universe where you're supposed to be watching them, where they're intended to be watched, where you can watch them uncut, unedited, no commercials at all. So, out of curiosity, because Stargirl is also airing on the CW... Just, and so, just out of curiosity, I said, screw it. I'm going to watch the pilot episode on the CW. And I did. And, oh my god, I was horrified by what I found. Do not watch Stargirl on the CW, please. I am begging you. As someone who has seen every episode of Stargirl so far on the DC Universe, watching the pilot episode on the CW was horrifying. I was just shocked and appalled by what they did to the show. Again, this show is very family-friendly. There's no harsh language. There's no gratuitous violence or anything like that on the show. And I'm not saying that's why they did what they did. I know why they did what they did. So, okay, let me get right down to it. There are entire scenes from this show missing from the CW version. There are entire scenes that are cut out, and when they make edits to certain scenes, they chop out entire sections of dialogue. And I was just horrified by watching this. And again, I understand why they do it, because when you watch it on the DC Universe, the episodes are about an hour long. You know, sometimes like 56 minutes or something like that, or maybe it's like 54 minutes or whatever. But more or less, it's one hour. Now, when you air a one-hour uh, television series on, like, a... Uh, like for broadcast, like on the CW or the Sci-Fi channel. You have to, they can only run about 45, 40 minutes to 45 minutes in length because you need to put commercial breaks in there. 
and that's what happens here. They had to chop out however, like, 15 minutes of this episode so that they could put commercial breaks into it. And it, it was so frustrating to watch that because I only watched the pilot episode on the CW, but they cut out so many of my favorite scenes all together, and then they cut out a lot of really important, meaningful dialogue just to make room for commercial breaks. So, you know what it reminded me of? I said this to Swag when I was telling him about this. It, it's like, you know when you watch one of your favorite movies, right? But you're watching it on like, I don't know, like TBS or USA or whatever. And it's edited, maybe not even for content, but just for time. Because again, they have to make room for commercial breaks and whatnot. But because of that, they end up cutting out some of your favorite scenes, some of your favorite lines of dialogue. And for me, whenever I try to watch a movie on television and I notice that start to happen, I say, oh, fuck this, and turn it off, and I go put the actual movie on and watch that instead. That's what this reminded me of. Like, the moment I saw my favorite scene from the pilot episode completely missing from the CW version, that was when I was like, no. How dare you? So, and and it's not even like... Because I heard, like, somebody even said, well, if they removed it, then it obviously wasn't very important. Bullshit. That scene was very important to Courtney and Pat's relationship. It established how much Pat was trying to connect with Courtney, his new stepdaughter, and Courtney still being distant and, and resistant to Pat because she was still hung up on her old life that she just had to leave, leave behind. That scene is very important to both of those characters and their relationship. So obviously the fact that it's missing from the CW version completely rubbed me the wrong way. So please, please, for the love of all things Stargirl, do not watch this show on the CW. Please just shell out the $7.99 per month and watch this show on the DC Universe. It's worth it. <laughs> Alright, please, it's worth it. You don't have to watch commercials. You don't have to sit through commercial breaks. There are no commercial breaks built into the show. Like, um, uh, Swag was even telling me, he was like, yeah, yeah, they don't do any of the fade-outs or the fade-ins for the commercial break. Yeah, because the show wasn't intended to have commercial breaks. Just like Titans and Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing and Harley Quinn. So, man, I can only imagine what they're doing with Harley Quinn on sci-fi. I don't even want to try and watch that over there. So please do yourself a favor. Get the DC Universe. I know we keep telling you that. Like, we were saying it for Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol alone is worth getting DC Universe for. So, oh, yeah, that's my rant. Don't watch Stargirl on, on the CW. Please get the DC Universe and watch it the way it's meant to be seen <laughs> without it being edited and chopped down just for the advertisers. The show is so good, ladies and gentlemen. It's really good. It's probably my favorite superhero show at the moment. Um, and I eagerly await every new episode. So it was really heartbreaking and shocking to see what the CW is doing to it. It's just not good over there. So please do yourself a favor. Watch it on the DC Universe. That's that's what I'm trying to say here. Okay. Uh, more in the realm of DC television because we have a follow-up to uh, what's happening over with Batwoman. 
if you remember, we reported that Ruby Rose kind of unexpectedly and shockingly has decided to leave Batwoman, and we made our peace with that. <laughs> but uh, the the people over there running the shows, Greg Belanti, Caroline Dries, all those people, they said that they would be recasting the role and continuing the series without her. We got an update to that. Apparently, so they are going to continue the show without Ruby Rose, but apparently what they're doing now is they're going to introduce a new character to take up the mantle of Batwoman. And part of the mis- the mystery of season two is going to be what happened to Kate Kane. And I'm just like, this is a really bad idea. I do not like this idea. Like, it's one thing if Ruby Rose doesn't want to keep playing the part, that's fine. We already were cool with the idea of recasting the role. Just do that. I became invested in the character of Kate Kane. And these characters are bigger than any one actor. Okay, that's why we can have, what, 12 different actors play Bruce Wayne Batman in live action at this point? And we don't care who's playing them. Because we're there to see Batman, not whoever's playing them. You know, the same thing with Spider-Man or Superman. Um... So, yeah, like, I, I don't like the idea of introducing a new character and being like, this new character is Batwoman now. Like, because I'm interested, I became invested in the character of Kate Kane and her story. I don't want to spend a whole nother season getting invested in a brand new character. Uh, especially if what I'm hearing about this new character is true. So, again, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how true any of this is. Allegedly, the new character is a character named Ryan Wilder, which there's a lot to say about that name, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Again, an LGBTQ plus character, and again, I'm fine with that. That's cool. But like her mother apparently gets murdered by the Scarecrow, who's supposed to be the villain of the of season two. Again, I'm cool with Scarecrow, but uh, this is supposed to be what inspires her to become Batwoman. That coupled with the disappearance of Kate Kane. Again, this all just feels like a bad idea because the way season one ended, it ended, like, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, it ends on a lot that has to deal with Kate Kane. And if Ruby Rose is, like, what, are you going to do one episode with her and then have her disappear? I don't know, man. This is just a bad idea. I don't like it. Um... I'm hearing that Vanessa Morgan is being eyed to play Ryan Wilder. I have no problem with Vanessa Morgan. I think she's fine. She's a great actor. She's 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 a fine actress. And she is being very underutilized over on Riverdale from what I've heard. So yeah, screw it. Bring her over here. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Again, I just wish they weren't ditching the idea of Kate Kane altogether. So I'm not really excited for any of this. So, I don't know. I might check it out. I might not. I've I've had an up and down relationship with the show as it is. But as of right now, I was very on board with the show and moving forward into season two. Even if they had to recast Kate Kane. Because like I said, I became very invested in that character and her story. But now it seems like none of that's going to matter moving forward. So, great. I got invested in, in the character and her story for no reason. Cool. Thanks a lot. Um, but yeah, so not, not really, not really feeling that. So yeah, that's what's happening on Batwoman. Like I said, I'm not into it. Don't like it. Uh, 
Please do not watch Stargirl on the CW. Watch it on the DC Universe. It's worth it, people. It's worth paying for another streaming service. Please. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I pretty much burned through all the news for this week. Uh, at least all the news that really was worth talking about, in my opinion. So... Uh, like I said, Cliff not here because he had uh, he had a pretty cool thing that he had to do this week, and uh, you know it's understandable that he couldn't be here. So I'll let him explain what it was and what he was doing when he comes back next week, and uh, we actually might have a surprise for y'all next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, something we've been meaning to do for a long time, and we just haven't had a chance to get around to it. So hopefully that will happen next week. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled for it. So, Alright, that's going to do it for us this week, Nerds of the Roundtable. Super short episode, I know. But, uh, you know, like I said, not a whole lot of news, and Cliff wasn't here for me to bounce off of. So, that's cool. Um, yeah, join us next time, ladies and gentlemen. We are always here on Nerds of the Roundtable, anchor.fm slash nerds. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcasts are available. You can like Nerds of the Roundtable on Facebook, facebook.com slash realnerdsoftheroundtable. You can follow us on Twitter, at realnerds underscore. Uh, Cliff Miller, my co-host who is not here today, remember you can find him on all social medias, uh, cm underscore miller85. That's across all social media. Remember to check out his YouTube channel, Adventures of Red Dog, where you can keep up with his uh, wrestling journey. And... Uh, do yourself a favor, check out Mr. Swagtastic on YouTube. Uh, he's pumping out quality content over there. We miss you on this show, Swag, but we love you. We're going to promote your YouTube channel. I, of course, am Antonio Padilla. I'm on social media, at Tron Pilgrim or at Tron Pilgrim 87. You'll know which one is me because I link to this podcast in my bio. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for us. This week, ladies and gentlemen, join us next time. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Good night, folks. Good night, folks.